This is the Casting Lots podcast, and you're listening to Unschooling Scholars. Thanks for joining. Today is Wednesday, January 25th, 2023, and this mm-hmm. is Unschooling Scholars. And tonight we've got special guest Jason from Bards, also known as Boilerman. Some of you, I'm sure, know him. Um, thank you for joining us tonight, Jason. You betcha. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here. It's nice to have, you know, other homeschooling parents that I can talk to and, you know, who understand because... Some people, you know, they don't homeschool their kids or they don't have kids young enough to be in school anymore, you know, whatever. But um, it's just nice to be able to connect with other homeschooling parents. So thanks again for being here with us. Oh, you know what? Homeschooling is all about about, uh, trying to figure out what works for your kids and talking to other parents and other teachers and and, uh, figuring out what works for them and and coming to uh, what you can make work for you. You and your family. That's great. Exactly. What works for you may not work for, you know, another family. And I think that's like one of the hardest lessons that you learn as a homeschooling parent. You just kind of have in your mind, like how it's supposed to be. And then you get to homeschooling and it's like, wait, no, that doesn't work. For us. So you just find what works. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, but before we get started, I'd just like to open us in a quick prayer. So if you would, please just bow your heads. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this time to once again gather tonight. Um, I ask that you just guide us here tonight, Lord, and just whatever message you need for us to share, Lord, that we will be able to share it. Give us the knowledge and the courage, um, and just be with all of us here and protect us and guide us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So um, I don't know if anybody's listened to Jason's uh, testimony on the Godcast. But, um, you know, Jason has, like most of us, kind of just had a rough start with different things. And, you know, now, um, you know, God's blessed him with with a lot and he's able to homeschool his son. Um, So do you want to tell us a little bit about that, how things are going? Sure. Um, So uh, my parents actually pulled me out of school when I was in seventh grade and I was homeschooled seventh through the end of high school. Um, and my mother taught, I'm the oldest of 11, 10 boys and one girl. And my mother taught, um, a few of my siblings, um, all the way from preschool up until then, their GED is in Oregon. Um, unless you're part of a school, um, you can only get your, your GED. You can't actually get a high school diploma. Not that it matters because, um, uh, a high school diploma will get you in the, or a GED will get you in the, any, uh, any college in the nation. So. That's what you're uh, wanting to do. Um, but I kind of saw the writing on the wall for myself um, during uh, during COVID, um, you know, like a lot of, of, of parents did. And I had I had some concerns before that because I lived in Washington State, which is their, uh, the education system is very liberal in, in Washington. Um, but uh, I sat over my kid's shoulder during COVID and watched a couple of his Zoom classes. And I was like, what are the trying to teach that this is it was just it was chaos um and then in washington state at that time we had the uh, comprehensive sex education bill that was um that was being voted for and uh um pretty much says you can teach kids whatever you want to at whatever age in any 
um, in any curriculum, and there's no way for parents to review the curriculum that's being taught their kids. And I was like, I'm, I'm done. So um, my son was uh, in seventh grade, going into eighth grade when I started homeschooling him. And um, he's a, uh, a sophomore this year, and I just wish I would have started sooner. Oh, trust me, I hear you on that. You know, after, like you with COVID, I, I got to watch how my kids were and how they were interacting. And my oldest is ADHD. So he had, you know, different teachers that he had to see and a counselor, you know, just all these different videos. And it's like, he wasn't learning anything. And then, um, like the curriculum was okay still, you know, like there wasn't really anything that I was hearing that was you know, not what I wanted them to learn, but, you know, now my son is in seventh grade. And so I worried about, well, what are they going to be teaching him? Because now seeing the curriculums that they're going to be teaching these kids going forward in Illinois. I'm just like, no, these kids cannot learn this stuff. This is absolutely insane. And I know that there were, like, I remember seeing on the news that teachers were asking the parents to step out of the room while their kids were learning. Like, what? No. You know, it just makes you think, well, what was it that they were teaching that they didn't want parents to hear? So, um, yeah, that's pretty pretty disturbing, you know? So, yeah, like you. Yeah, I wish- and it's unfortunate because a lot of, um, a lot of uh, deception and a lot of uh, uh, the focus on, on CRT and social issues and um, the grooming of being done with our kids it, it comes uh, a lot of times through social organizations my daughter was in drama in high school and um holy smokes you would not believe um the things that come out of that, that, that come out as acceptable just because it's a drama program at the school and, and there's a lot of um, wealthy donors that give to the drama program at school or it's the chess club or it's you know and so um, there's a lot of this that came from outside of, of the school system influence, but it is there and um, it is in every school district. Do not think that your kids are not being exposed to this crap. Um, if you're in the public school system, they are. Yeah. And that's the thing. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I checked my school's not doing it. That You know, everything is good. I've heard that from so many different parents and I want to comment on that. But, you know. It's like you you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You know, nobody wants to believe that this is the crap that their kids are learning. When in fact, like you said, it, it's everywhere. It's not just in the curriculum. It's it's in the extracurricular things. It's on it's in the music. It's in, you know, the books, even the books. I'm just like I'm an avid reader. I love to read and I always encourage my kids to read, too. Um, and it's just like what are, I mean, really, you know, this, this has been in the making, I'm sure for a while, because they didn't just write a book overnight and then put it in, you know, these libraries. But um, it, it's just amazing to me how people just really believe that, oh, that's not going to happen to us. That's not going to happen in my kid's school, but it is. Yeah. You know, you bring up a good point about reading there. Um, I think that that's probably one of the, um, the, worst infiltrations into the public education system is that they don't encourage kids to read anymore. Um, and um, they, the, the, some of the classic literature works are being taken out of school and, and, and books are being banned. But, um, but if you're, if you're um, thinking about homeschooling and you're going to, you're going to homeschool kids that are in the elementary um, school um, age range, that is the first and greatest thing you can do is to instill a love of reading in your child because um, when they like to read they will read for not only for um for enjoyment and entertainment but um they retain the information better i was very lucky my son when i when i pulled him out was already an avid reader because it's always been something that my mother and you know just in, in my family culture growing up reading was always important and so it was something i instilled in my kids at a little age i read to my kids you know when they couldn't you know when they were toddlers you know a bible storybook every night to to to, um or whatever um but i read to my kids all the time and um the single most important thing you can do is 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 get your child to love reading because um, it opens up their mind it teaches them to think critically um, but 
it's the building block of it should be a building block of any homeschool program oh i agree that's you know i always try to encourage my kids to read and you're talking about like the banned book list um Caden, my oldest, he's uh, seventh grade, and he's reading The Giver right now. Uh, Matt, you're, I can hear you, Matt. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hold, on. Hold, on. Hold on. Sorry. It's um, all good. Just wait till dad comes in the garage when I'm trying to, uh, when, when I'm trying to do the podcast. It'll be the same thing. Um, so reading, you know, I, um, my oldest, he's reading The Giver right now, and that was one of my favorite books. I think I actually read that in seventh grade myself. And uh, so, you know, I, I had him start reading that, and we're going to watch the movie together when he's done. And so, um, you know, it's just like trying to encourage him. He actually hated reading when he was little. He hated reading, and he, like, just did not want to do it. And I think it was because he just – he didn't, he couldn't read. He, he, you know, he had a hard time. He struggled with it. And so the more he did it, the better he got. And I see the same thing happening with my youngest boy. You know, he would, you know, just tell me, I don't like to read. I hate it. You know, and I'm like, stop, like, we're going to get you to read. And he has read more in this past year. And so he's getting really good at it. And, you know, I think that's part of the problem is that kids, you know, they're not, well, I know like in the schools here, they're not being taught how to pronunciate words. They're not learning, you know, the, the blends, the CH and the TRs and the, you know, nope. things like that. And so they're just taught to memorize these words. And so when they so get to my, my mother, when we were growing up, um, speaking about, uh, about, about spelling and reading, my mother, when we were growing up, one of the um, programs that she used to teach my um, my brothers to read is called the writing road to reading. Um, and you can look it up online. Uh, I don't know if it's .org or .com, but uh, um, look up, just, just Google the writing road to reading. So anyone with, uh, with um, uh, toddlers um, up through, um, up through five, six, seven years old, um, you want to teach your kids to read um, it's a great program and, um, it's, uh, it's all phonics based. Um, but that's how my mom taught all of my brothers to read. And, um, to, to this day, um, all of them are, are, are avid, read, avid readers. And she had to deal with one who had some, some, some dyslexia as well. So, um, even that, that program even, even helped with that. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah phonics is curriculum and resources. That's, that's a good one. The writing road to reading. Okay, the writing road to reading. I'm gonna have to look that up. Um, yeah, I know like phonics when I went to a Catholic school, and so you know, I had a, a really solid foundation there as far as like phonics, and I remember sitting in front of the board and you know, constantly going over all the blends, and that's that is like your foundation right there, learning how to you know words sound together you know, like sight, S-I-G-H-T, and it's like sig, you know, and it's like, no, that's the G-H and makes, you know, the sci sound. So it, it's really hard to try to, you know, we talk about unschooling and unlearning. Like this is, you know, I have to start here and build up this foundation with my kids again, because yeah, like Kitty said, everything is sight words. And I think they did that on purpose because they, they're trying to make our kids stupid. I'm sorry. I don't, people can agree or disagree with me. That's fine. But I'm just telling you as a homeschooling mom, what I've seen and the things that need to be changed. And the same thing with common core, you know, kids would come home crying because it made no sense whatsoever. And I could not help my kids when, um, when my kids were going through and they, um, my daughter went through all the way and graduated high school. Um, she uh, she'll be 22 in June, um, and uh, my son's 15. And both of my kids did um, did because I said like I said, Washington is very liberal education um, based. But um, both of them did Common Core, and when they got into middle school, I could help them with their math until they got into middle school. But once they got into middle school and they started teaching the Common Core math, it's like, and I'm you know um, I've worked in the trades, and so I use math. I, you know, fractions and multiplication and algebra on a daily basis or did in my job. And so I know math and what they were trying to teach my kid did not make any sense whatsoever. Um, um, speaking of speaking of math um, and we're going to talk about curriculum. Um, 
I, I am a proponent of the Saxon math um, for, um, for middle school through high school. Um, it, it explains things really well. Um, it's old math and not new math. Um, it has the, the building block principle. So you're not only doing the things that you're learning in the lesson you're, that you just read, but you're also repeating things that you did from the previous lesson or five lessons back. And so it always brings those concepts back. And so it builds the um, it builds the mind um, on the concepts of math as you go forward, whether it's algebra or geometry or um, or physics. Um, I'm actually uh, my son's going to do physics next year, and I'm, that's kind of um, I never got math. Um, I could do it, and I went through algebra in high school, but algebra two and one and two, but I just never got it until I took physics. And then all of a sudden, all of these numbers made sense because you could put something physical to what the math was explaining. And so I'm kind of looking forward to next year and doing, uh, doing physics with my son. Oh, that's good. And you said that's the Saxon math, S-A-X-O-N? Yeah, yeah. S-A-X-O-N, yeah, Saxon. Um, and uh, uh, a typical year, I just... Uh, for you, for those of you thinking about budget, um, you can get the um, the entire year, the textbook, um, the teacher's guide, the tests, um, and the answer key for probably about 120 bucks or less um, for one subject. And so that's 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 pr- probably a pretty good um, estimate of what you're going to pay for for um, a curriculum per subject. Some are a little more, some are a little less. Yeah, we used uh, starting out because I wasn't really sure where to to even start. And so, like I said, in the beginning, I actually tried to do my own curriculum and it was just too hard with having three kids and three different grades. Um, But I did like workbooks. You can get them from, you know, various places. You can get them online. You can get them from the teacher resource store, you know, wherever. Um, And so they were decent, you know, it was like scholastic worksheets, you know, things like that. Um, and it, it just really didn't work all that well. So um, then we ended up doing easy peasy, which that was okay. Like I liked it. Um, and with that one, it's free. Um, you can do it all online for free, or they've got worksheets that you can print out. Um, you better have a good printer and a lot of ink. That's all I can say. Um, and then with their program, they had, um, like these reading books, you, you could buy actual workbooks from, I got mine from Amazon and I think they're $5 each. Um, but they had, um, like this reading book and it went along with the curriculum and there was like short stories and poems and things like that in there. And I thought that that was like really cool, but it just seemed that some of their, their curriculum was, um, like not, I mean, it's free, you know, and you get what you pay for. And obviously you're not paying for anything. It just didn't seem like it was really like pushing the kids to do a lot, you know? And so this year we're using a Becca, which I absolutely love. And I have yep. like OCD. Yep. Becca's good curriculum. Me, yes. So I, I have the whole program. I bought the whole entire kit and I think it was about $450 for each grade. And I know that sounds steep, but you think about all the money you're giving to the schools and, you know, everything each year, it really, it, it, it's worth it, you know? And so what I like about this program, and this is all centered around God, like my oldest is doing science and we were looking at something today that he was doing. Um, and it's like, what's one thing that scientists can't um, like articulate? And it, it talked about God and how he created our souls. Like scientists can't come up with an answer for that. This is what he's learning in science, you know? And so I just really love how they incorporate God into every subject. And I think science, you know, we always have the conflict of God and science. And, um, you know, it just, it keeps reiterating that God is the creator. And I think that is truly uh, important, you know, for any, any subject that you're going to do, you know, God, you know, I can, I can remember in, uh, I'll date myself here, but um, I can remember in my seventh grade um, science class in 1987, um, they still they still taught creation at that time as a theory, as well as the theory of evolution, because they weren't certain, you know, they couldn't say, you know, definitively one, because they were both still considered theories. So a lot's changed since 1987. Um, but um, I would agree. Um, you, you need a good Christian-based 
um, viewpoint of science um, for your kids um, when you're when you're homeschooling them. Um, I um, did some research, and Becca's good. Um, um, Alpha Omega is good as well. That's what I used when I was uh, when I was homeschooling. Um, but there's a there's a company called Apologia, and they kind of focus on science, and it comes from apologetic side that's why they're called apologia um but it comes from an apologetic side of a view of creation and um i've had my son in that for the last two years um and i have been really impressed in fact um if anyone has a freshman um who needs curriculum for a freshman i have a textbook and teacher's guide um put it into the chat and uh so hopefully someone will capture it because I can't talk and watch chat at the same time. Um, but if anyone needs uh, needs that, all you have to buy is the notebook and uh, I'll mail it to you. Um, one of the things yeah. that we did when I was growing up in my homeschool group is uh, uh, there are, you'd be surprised how many people are homeschooling in your area if you just uh, if you just do a little bit a little bit of searching. Um, we had a homeschool co-op that was probably about. 10 families or so. Um, and we shared curriculum all the time. One, one grade, you know, person would, would, would go out and it, it'd go from family to family to family. And, uh, um, that's, you know, that was one of the ways we, we, uh, we got through, you know, teaching, teaching kids when we, when, when I was growing up. So uh, that's a, a co-op or, or, uh, or, you know, sharing curriculum is another great way to, if, if you can't afford, you know, $400 a year per student, because that's about what it is for curriculum. Yeah, I know I'm a part of a, a couple different homeschooling groups for the surrounding area. And a lot of times, like in the summertime, the moms will just go up there and they'll take pictures of what they have and they'll just sell their stuff or give it away, you know, for cheap, uh, sell it for cheap or give it away for nothing. And um, that's also, you know, another great way, like for my kids, my oldest, like I said, he's seventh grade and the next one is in fourth grade. So we're saving all of his stuff so we could pass down to her and it'll keep going down to the little one, you know, but I know some people, you know, when it's just starting out, it's hard. It's really, really hard. Um, and yeah, like Kitty said, cheaper than school clothes and transportation and lunch. Yeah, exactly. I don't know the snacks though. We go, <laughs> I'm buying apples like every couple <laughs> days, you know, it's like, oh goodness. But um, no, really, you know, there, there's, there's so many different ways. And I know like, even if you go to church, I've noticed that there's a lot more homeschooling families at my church. Um, and so you can even meet people at your church. And, you know, you think back when we were in grade school, we used to, I, I don't know if you remember, but you would sign your name. Like when you first got your book, like you were renting your book and what it was. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing here. Like you're just passing them to other kids. And, um, you know, any way that we can help each other out, I think is just really important because we want to encourage as many people as we can to, to pull their kids from these indoctrination camps. Um, real quick, I want to pull this video that I was telling you about earlier. Now, this is from a, um, a preschool class, okay? And, and this teacher is sitting here, and she's holding a little doll in her, her hands, and it's a boy doll. And, you know, you can just tell that she's um, one of those crazy teachers that we talk about all the time. And she's trying to explain to these, these preschoolers what this little doll is. Just listen to this. Are you a boy or a girl? And Mash answers, I'm just a kid. But a kid, but kids can be boys or girls. They can be boys or girls. Yeah. Or maybe non-binary. Yeah. It was just like non-binary. Yeah. yeah. That's just something that we know. <laughs> this is something, I mean, it's like, they're four and five years old and they just didn't make a big deal out of being a boy or a girl. And I think it was a huge testament to how much we've been talking about it in the classroom that you never mentioned the term non-binary. It was yeah. a child who brought that up because it's constantly in conversation. Yeah, just like me. So Nash, just like me, is non-binary. So they aren't sure if they're a boy or a girl. So when people ask them, are you a boy or a girl? Right now they just feel like I'm a kid. They're figuring it out. Why does 
Does he like stars? They like stars. They like stars. Yeah. And they are and really... They wore their star shirt because it's their favorite shirt. Because they were nervous today. They thought they would wear something that makes them feel special. Okay. Millstones. So Millstones. <laughs> yes. This is what they're teaching our, our four and five-year-old children. They are starting. That's why they're pushing for these kids to start preschool as young as two, three years old. Because, and like they said, well, they came into school already knowing what this meant. So... I mean, really, this is disgusting. I just cannot fathom the idea that you're you're seeing a boy doll. He clearly is a male, you know, and the little girl says, does he like stars? And she's like, they, they like stars. You know, like what? Like they're just programming these children. And I cannot stress this enough. I know so many people think, oh, this will never happen in our school. We live in a red district or this. It's happening in your school. Yes. It is happening in your school. Whether you want to believe it or not, it is. If it's a public school, it's happening in your school. I'm sorry. God created a man and a woman. You need, you need X and you need Y to create a new human. And no matter how you try to spin it, you will always be what you were born as. If you're a male or if you're a female. And you can pretend to be something that you're not. And, you know, that, that's where all this mental illness comes in. And then they wonder why these kids are so depressed and why they're not, you know, functioning correctly. Well, you're not addressing the mental illness, you know. And, and homeschooling, you don't have to worry about that. You're teaching your kids what you want them to learn. And you're teaching them the truth, you know, whether it be common core math, you kick that to the curb because we all know how crazy that is. Or you're teaching them that, you know, there's a boy and a girl and that's it. And like Jeff said, it's demonic possession. Yeah. And it's sad because there's so many parents who go along with it. They are all about this lifestyle. And it's just like, what? Like, I just. Yeah. I and it's not only it's not only the overt things um, like um, the um, LGBT, um, IRP, XYZ agenda that they're teaching their kids or they're indoctrinating their kids with. It's not only the, um, the critical race theory. Um, where they're saying that uh, one race is downtrodden and another is um, um, is the oppressor, and just because of um, how you were born, you should feel one way or another. Um, it's the fact that they're not teaching your kids critical thinking skills, and they're teaching your kids to look at history and um, literature um, and learning in and of itself through a lens that you don't want your kids looking through because they're they're coloring that lens to what um the education department wants and it is it is not um it's subtle um it's not always as overt as uh the programs that people go to school boards and fight fight about um when they finally find um out about what the curriculum is actually saying it's in every curriculum. There, um, there are math questions that your kid's going to learn in math class in elementary school that are going to have this propaganda in them to try to teach your kids math rather than just it being a, a word problem um, to, to, to solve a word problem in math. That's how, that's how the, the, the enemy has how far the enemy has gotten into the public school system. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And we had done a show um, a couple shows ago, Matt and I, and we were talking about uh, the, the Rockefeller and how they started, you know, the school system and they didn't want thinkers. They just wanted workers and think back to how long ago that was and compared to where we're at now, like this has been in the making for a while, you know, and, if they just did it overnight, they changed everything, people would wake up to what was happening. But because they're doing it so slow through generation and generation, you know, people aren't noticing it. 
unlike us, you know, we've woken up to it. We see what's happening. And, you know, a lot of people want to bash Christians because we don't agree with certain lifestyles or the way people think. And they're, you know, you're so hateful. You're supposed to be Christian. But, you know, I, I saw a meme today and it says just because a Christian won't support something doesn't mean that they hate the people involved in it. And that's so true. I don't hate anybody for thinking irrationally. You know, I, I, I know it's, you know, they've been programmed certain ways and instead I don't hate you I just I pray for you and I feel sorry that you have been indoctrinated in, into believing these lies you know Satan is a, the, the the prince of the power of the error and he is the biggest deceptor of all and and people are falling for it you know so my thing is I, I want to address that I want to show people I I don't hate you you know yeah, and I think, I, Punky, I think I think that your um, podcast title is um, is very apropos um, unschooling scholars, because um, the longer our kids are in that system where they're being propagandized and they're being um, deceived, um, the more unschooling that we that 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 they're going to need to to know to come to a knowledge of the truth. Because um, there's a you know knowledge of the truth about God, and we you know that's not what the podcast is about, but. There are some things, just like you said, that are that are true and that are false. There's two genders, male and female. Um, anything other than that is just ridiculousness because it's not true. But um, our the kids are in in the school system are being to, are being taught that it is true that there are more than two genders, and um, you know, it, the longer you leave your kids in, the more unschooling you're going to have to do. Exactly. And that's, you know, I felt bad that like my oldest was in the district as long as he was. And, like you know, we live in a good area. And I, I think that the teachers all did a good job, you know, but at the same time, if I would have left him in because of the changes that are coming, I don't know what would have happened, you know, and um, now I do, I, I get to teach them about God. And, and it makes you wonder. So if they're teaching kids today, um, that there's more than two genders, and that's a lie. What did they teach us growing up that was a lie? That that really gets my mind like going because it's like I don't believe that the things that we learned were I always go back to the planets. I was taught that there were nine planets. My very educated mother just served us nine pizzas. That's how we remembered it. And now they're saying there's only eight. You know, and it's just it's astounding to me to to think that, you know, they're lying to our kids today. They had to have lied to us. So what is true? You know, and I think that goes back to the Bible. The only thing that we know to be true is what is in that Bible. And that's really all that matters. And that's what I'm trying to teach my kids. It's based around the Bible. And I know that there's going to be people listen and they don't believe in Christ. And you know what? That's between you and Jesus. And I'm not going to knock you for it, although I will pray for you. Um, but that, I think, is the solid foundation that we're missing. And that's why we are in the situation we're in today. Because honestly, there's nothing in that Bible that tells you to hate somebody. Nothing. Instead, Jesus sought out, you know, the the um, the people that were looked upon, the prostitutes and, and, you know, the lepers and things like that. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help people, but we're always being labeled the enemy, you know. And here we're just trying to save humanity from itself. Yeah. You know, um, homeschoolers being labeled the enemy, um, which is which is um, a narrative that's out there as well. Um, one of the things they say is that your kid's not going to, uh, is not going to do as well because um, they're not going, being socialized at school and, and they're not going to have as, as decent education. Uh, look up the statistics because statistically, homeschool children perform in the workforce um, and are much more successful than um, students that go through the public school system um, uh, on a per capita basis. Um, I have known personally probably 30 or 40 kids um, that were homeschooled at some portion of their life. Um, and single one of them is is very successful um, in in business um, and um, in their in their personal life um, and in their spiritual life 
as well because our 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 group growing up growing up was a Christian homeschool group. So, um, you know, the Bible was something that was ingrained into everything that we was we were we were doing uh, when, while we were learning. And so, um, yeah, uh, don't don't let anyone tell you that uh, don't let anyone tell you that that you're you're going to be um, harming your kid by pulling them out of school. Um, it, it's the best thing you'll ever do. No, amen to that. I know I, I've done a lot of research on, you know, homeschooling and the, the more we do it, the more I'm reading about it. And I'm still learning. This is only our like third full year doing this. Um, but there was one article that I read and it said, you know, you've got more parent involvement when you're homeschooling your kids, obviously, because you're the ones teaching your kids. And so um, that results in higher academic performance, self-esteem you know, that is important. I've noticed my kids, like my youngest with reading, like he, his self-esteem has, has gone up so much and just being overall happiness, you know, just my kids, they are such happy little people, you know, and I know homework, a lot of kids stress about homework and, you know, you don't have to worry about that. I mean, you're doing the work already at home. There's no extra work needed and you get to spend more time together, you know? And I think that's a big thing that we're missing too. Like as a society, you know, it used to be where the mom would be home with the kids and she would teach them and, and cook and do this and that. And then the dad would go to work um, and they would do things as a family. We didn't have distractors like video games and um, social media and things like that, you know? And so I've noticed personally, it's just, the bonding that I have with my children is just something that you can't even put a price on, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, and you know what, um, your, your kids, um, your kid's education is tailored to your kid when you homeschool. Um, my son was dead set against it. I mean, he was going into eighth grade. He's, uh, he's got lots of friends. Um, you know, we were coming out of COVID and uh, uh, he couldn't spend a lot of time with his friends uh, during COVID, you know, because of that, because, you know, of everything that surrounded COVID. But um, when I first started homeschooling him, I, I said, what do you want to do? What, what's, what's important to you? And what, if you, if you want to think about what you're going to do when you get out of college, what do you want to do? He says, well, he's always liked animals. And so he said, well, I might like to be a veterinarian or a vet tech. And I said, well, that's cool. So, um, I had a family friend um, who lives right next to my parents' place in Lexington, um, in Oregon, about 80 miles away from where I was living in Washington. And so for the first week that he was homeschooled, um, I contacted the vet's office, and he got to do an internship with the vet, stayed with my mom and dad, walked across the street every day to the vet's clinic, um, and got to wash animals and uh, you know, bring in uh, horses out of the trailer and put them in the corral and uh, um, hold animals down when they got back, you know, shots or, or, or whatever. And so that was his first um, week of homeschooling. And then we came back and I started him on his biology test. And that's all I did for the first two weeks was just his biology test. And we talked about what he did when he was at the vet school uh, or at, at, you know, at, at the clinic and then um, had him, had him write a few things because he likes to write. He's a good writer. And so for the first two weeks, that's all we did. The next week I introduced, a, you know, another subject and we started doing math, you know, and then, you know, by, you know, that was in September. By November, we're in the you know, full swing of things and we got five subjects going and, and uh, you know, that's that's what worked for, for him and for me. It's going to be different for, for every child and, every family um, on how you um, do it, but you, it, it can be done. I was, I'm a single dad, you know, um, I, luckily he could read, he was old enough to stay at home by himself. And so I didn't have to have someone home with him. I just wrote his lesson plan out every day and um, that's how it worked for us. Um, but it's, it'll work for you. Um, pray about it. God, God will help you make it work for you because I'm, I, I'm convinced God doesn't want our kids at public school. Oh, I agree 100%. And you're right on with that. You know, again, one of the things of unschooling or unlearning is that you don't have to sit down and do every single subject every single day and do a workbook. Like it's so much more than that. You are in control of what your children learn. And like me, I'm a hands-on learner. So like your son going to the vet clinic, like that's so important. You're learning life skills. And that's just it. We have to keep reminding ourselves that 
we are setting up these little people to go out into the world, the big scary world someday, and they need skills. They don't need to know the Pythagorean theorem, you know. I mean, unless they're going to be, you know. Hey, now, no, don't, don't, don't knock on the flat Pythagorean theorem. But the, those of us who work in the trades industries, industries use it all the time. <laughs> hey, but everyday people are not going to use that. You know what I mean? But if that's what your your child wants to learn and that's what they want to be, then by all means, you get to teach. But, you know, you know what I mean? It's like we're setting our children up to be the next leaders of this world and to, you know, we want to leave them with with um, to go forward with, you know, um, free thinking. That's so important. You know, I think that um, we I don't know, we, we just we have this this thing we've been programmed in our head that it has to be a certain way and it has to be done this way every time. And no, each child is different. Every child learns differently. Some are auditory, some are visual, some are hands-on, you know, and finding what works for each child. You know, we've got four and two of them are like visual and another one, he's auditory, you know, and that's just the way that, that, um, that it is. And you don't have that when you are in a public school, everybody learns the same thing at the same pace at the same time. And, you know, I remember my or even daughter. Or worse, it's dumbed down for Common Core. Yeah, and then what about the kids who are excelling? And then it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, I'm bored. I don't want to do this. You know, like you, you, you can push your kids to the limit at home. You know, they don't have to be weighted down by the dumbing down of Common Core. Or you know, um, my Olivia, she's so good in math, and she gets it. She picks it up. So maybe you know, next year she'll be in fifth grade. Maybe she could do sixth grade math. You know, test her out. And there's so many different um, online quizzes, and there's actually a website. It's um, what is it? Thehomeschoolingmom.com. She's just got really great information on her site, and one of the uh, the things I was reading here it's how to choose the best homeschool curriculum, and they just talk about you know, the different alternatives. And um, in order to find the homeschool curriculum that's best fit for your family, consider your children, yourself, and your situation. And she just talks about the different grade levels and interested-led learning and post-graduation plans. You know, what is your high schooler going to do when they leave? Um, so there's just so much good information on there. Again, that's the homeschoolingmom.com. Great information on yeah. there. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the curriculums, like if, if you're doing an all of like uh, – like Funky's doing this year, um, it will have the lesson plans for each day pretty much laid out for you. And so um, there's not a lot of planning that goes into it. Um, for me, because I'm using different subjects, half an hour, maybe 40 um, comments on some of my son's answers, but about 30 minutes a day, it takes me to correct his work and to write out his lesson plan for the next day. And I'm using um, a different curriculum for every subject myself. I'm using um, Apologia for Science. I'm using Saxon for Math. Um, I have him in a handwriting book, and I have for the last two years, because um, in seventh grade, when I pulled him out of school, I could not read his handwriting. And so I put him in a cursive um, um and in, in handwriting um, book and, and had him in it for the last two years and his handwriting has um, really, really improved. Um, I have him uh, in a grammar um, course as well. Um, and um, so he, he does that every day. And then uh, um, I have him do a reading um, uh, assignment every day. And whether that's reading in a novel or um, it's doing a, sometimes I'll, I'll Make, make him do uh, a book report on what he's um, read in the novel, um, or I'll have him do a creative writing assignment. And then uh, a couple times a year, just because I'm constitutionally minded, I sprinkle some civics in there. And so I give him some uh, a constitutional text um, or um, a civics um, assignment as well in, in there in the middle of the year um, or a couple times a year. So that's, you know, it, it and, and it takes him probably. Um, about four hours normally to get his schoolwork done. Um, five subjects, about 45 minutes a subject, and you know he takes his breaks or, or whatever, but it takes him about four hours to get things done. Um, and um, you'll find as you start that that time might, might seem like uh, it might be eight hours for them to get things done, but they can, 
they can squeeze it down into, into more than that. And that's all he needs to learn for the day. And the rest of the day, he's doing chores or he has the day to himself. So don't think that uh, you need to give your kids the nine hours of time that they're in the public school indoctrination system. Um, a little bit of preparation um, and uh, the Holy Spirit helping you along, um, it's, it's a lot less time um, that they need to be actually spent learning. And they learn more. Oh yeah, for sure. I, uh, I don't know if it was the last show or the show before that I did that. And, um, it breaks it down. There was a website I saw, it breaks it down by grade, like how many minutes or hours a day each grade, um, should have. And you're right for your son. He said he's a sophomore in high school, four hours. That's right. You know, and, and you think about it when they're in school, all the wasted time that they have, you know, like say like lunch or, you know, breaks. I remember I had hall we could do some work you know different things like that but that's time you could be at home doing things that need to be doing at home doing chores and you know all of that so um is the time of day matter if a child is more alert i know my kids they learn um better in the afternoon you know or even like three four in the afternoon because they are not morning people and they just don't want to be bothered in the morning so you know what that's fine you're going to spend the time, you know, like when other kids might decide playing because they're home from school, you're going to have to sit down and do your school. So that's just something that they have to, um, you know, work on. But um, I, me personally, I learn better in the afternoon too. You know, in the morning time, I'm thinking about how tired I am or I'm hungry or this or that. Um, and that's another thing they say, like kids in the public school, um, you know, a lot of times if they're hungry because they don't have lunch for another hour, they're just sitting there thinking about their stomach growling, you know, and it keeps them from learning. And here it's like, well, if you need a snack, you can go get a snack and sit back down, you know? So just little things like that, that you don't really think about that keeps children from learning in the public school. You don't have those issues at home. You know, you can do it at your own pace. Like my oldest, he has a very um, hard time with math. And so we'll save that for last. And I'm like, here, get all this stuff done. And then we'll spend more time doing math. Whereas my daughter, she'll do her math first and she like breezes through it, you know? So, so again, it's my, my son, my son is, is the exact opposite. He actually attacks the hardest problem subject first. Um, even though I write him out and his lesson plan in the same way every day, he'll attack what he thinks is his hardest one first um, and get it over with before he'll do the other ones. So you're right. Every kid is different. Yep. And like Nicole said, my fifth grader and I do our read aloud later at night after the young ones are in bed. So there's no interruptions. And yeah, time of day does not matter. And that's kind of, you know, what I do here, like with him, that's why I tell him wait to do the math later, because I've got the third grader asking me, mom, how do I do this? Or, you know, uh, the fourth grader, mom, can you help me with this? And so trying to help, I have to sit time aside to be able to sit down with him to explain math. And, you know, Matt, he's really good with helping with the math part. And so, um, that's why I tell him, just do everything on your own that you can get, you know, do your history, do your science, do your grammar, whatever, so that I can have that time to dedicate to him to be able to help with the harder subjects. Cause I struggle with math myself, you know? So, um, I actually have to sit down and I'm a visual, so I'll show him. And I've learned <laughs> that he's so much like me. Now, if I write it out for him and I show him like on a picture, like on a piece of paper, I'm old school. I have to have paper and a pencil, scratch paper, we call it. And I'll write everything out so that he can visually see it. And then he's like, oh, I get it, mom. I'm like, see, you know, again, it, it's just trying to find what works for each child. And once it clicks, it's like, oh, yeah, I get it now, you know. Have yeah, you? Um, I cannot. You I cannot speak to any math before um, before middle school. But once you get in middle school, man, Saxon Saxon does a really good job. And I'm not getting a kickback from them or anything. I'm just saying that's what that's what worked for me, and it's what's working for my kids. So. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that for math going forward. As much as I love Abeka, um, I'm gonna have to look into that for him. Um, and I know a lot of people use Khan Academy and that's good because it's got the visuals, it's got videos and things like that. And I'm not sure if you have to pay for that. I know there's some free videos, um, but that's also another good thing. Like for me, when I was taking, I had to take statistics and oh goodness, uh, it was business, business statistics. And this was the, I've done everything online. 
and my instructor, she, um, she went through and she did YouTube videos for each lesson and she explained, she did like, um, like images, like showing, explaining how she got to what she did. And that made a lot of sense for me. Um, but like, yeah, Kitty Karen said that there's a lot of math tutors out there too. I've seen, um, local moms post like, you know, um, I can help your kid or even like college students when they're home for the summer or they're home for spring break. Um, there's a lot of people who are willing and able to help, you know, with math. Cause I know a lot of people do struggle with it. So, um, you know, that, that was one of my biggest things with homeschooling is what am I going to do when my kids get to high school? And um, I have to explain math to them. Luckily, Matt's pretty good with math, so I'm not really worried about that. But um, yeah, there's just so many different options out there. You know, there's so many free resources. Um, and a lot of the curriculums will walk you through that, too. If, if, you're, if, if you as a teacher are not um, as familiar with the material that is being presented, like some of the math and science that um, um, the high schoolers have, um, the, the better curriculums actually instruct you as the instructor on how to present some of the material. And so the teacher's guides are, are, are a really good resource because they give you, um, you know, it's not just an answer key. Um, a lot of them are, um, this is what the focus is for um, the next quarter. This is what the next focus is for this next chapter or whatever. And make sure you, you emphasize these, you know, these points. And so the curriculum, the teacher's guide to the, cur to the curriculum actually give you a lot more um, information than you, you, you suspect. Yeah, that's a good point too. I know they have those teacher guides too for Rebecca. Um, that's like another package you can buy. And I'm probably gonna start doing that going forward, like with at least for the math and science portion. Um, but, um, Kitty Karen said, retired math teachers, engineers, college students reach out to local schools and post a need for a math tutor. And yeah, there's, you know, there is, there really is a lot of help out there. I know a lot of people, like when I was, you know, in college, um, there was, you know, tutors there and I'm sure they're, they're everywhere. You know, it's just a matter of finding them. And my son, he has an IEP, which is an independent education plan, I think is what it's called. Um, so they can still get help through the state, even though they're not enrolled in the local school, because he has that, um, he can get extra help. So, um, and the speech lady said, I did buy the teacher manuals as well as the lessons plan. It was very helpful. Yeah. So things like that, just something to keep in mind, you know, um, if you're struggling. And I think she also said that there's a number for Rebecca that you can call if you're stuck on a problem. So, you know, there, there are so many different resources out there to help, you know, and, I think a lot of parents that may be part of the reason why they haven't pulled their kids yet is because they're thinking, how can I do it? Or what if I have these questions, you know, things like that. So, um, there really are just so many resources out there. Oh goodness. Well, um, have you, know, since you've been homeschooling, have you like run into like any like hardships or, you know, anything that's kind of like stumped you? I think the the hardest thing for me um, was because I took my you know, my son out of school between his seventh and eighth grade year um, was the social aspect and uh, um, he fought me on that and we struggled with it for most of his first year um, well probably ha half to three quarters of his first year before he finally realized hey I can get my the same amount of schoolwork done in half the time and then have the rest of the day to myself and then um, still let his friends come over after school and, and hang out with them and, um, and stuff like that. But it's, uh, it's some of the social, um, I think the social aspects um, are the things that you really have to remember. If you, especially with kids in, um, in elementary school, um, find a co-op, find a way to get in, you know, involved so that your kids have, um, that, um, that social, um, interaction as well. So that was the, that was the greatest, uh, hurdle for me. Um, and you know, being a single dad, um, I only had so much time that I could spend, you know, after, you know, after hours. And so, um, luckily a lot of our after hours were spent driving him from one place to the next because, you know, that's what he wanted to do is go hang out with some of his friends. So, 
um, you do need to consider the social aspect when you're when you're going to homeschool, um, whether it's a church group um, or like Awanas or or uh, you know uh, a, a play date where you can get other homeschoolers that got even down the toddlers and just go to the park every week or or whatever. Um, that that's an important aspect as well um, for for the kids, I think. Oh, I agree. That was my biggest concern um, was just, you know, away from their friends. But um, we do Awana on Sundays. I'm a leader there. And so they um, they get to, you know, socialize with the kids there. Um, and I had talked to the boys about getting them in Taekwondo or, you know, some kind of martial arts, which teaches them discipline, you know, different things like that. So uh, they're on board for that. And then my daughter, Olivia, she's like, no, I don't want to do anything. I'm like, you'd be really good with gymnastics. She's very flexible, amazing upper body strength. And she's like, no, I don't want to do it. I'm like, well, come on, you've got to do something. So just trying to find something. I said, soccer. So we're going to look and see what kind of spring sports they've got coming up, like through the park district and things like that. So, and yeah, we've got a couple of homeschooling groups we'll get together with when the weather, or we were playing kickball. Um, they do field trips, things like that. So there, there's so much out there. Again, join the the homeschooling groups on social media. Um, you know, talk with people at your church or in your community, somebody who knows somebody who's homeschooling. There's always something there that you can get your kids involved in. And it doesn't always require money, you know, and I know people, especially today, you know, with inflation and everything, you don't have the money to send your kids to sports or, you know, things like that. So um, just let your kids go out even to the park. We would take our kids to the park almost every day after school and they'd go play with other kids and just, you know, even things like that. They're out running, um, they're socializing. So um, you just got to get creative. You know, that's the biggest thing. We've got to get rid of the, the, the thought that school has to be structured the way it is at public schools and just get creative with it and do what's best for your family and for your kids. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I'm going to throw you under the bus, Punky. But um, if you have questions or you don't know where to start, um, I'll make myself available. Just DM me on Telegram or, um, or uh, you know, find a way to get a hold of me. Um, and, and I'm sure Punky would, would, would say the same. Um, we're, we're in this for the kids. So um, if you have questions and you don't know what to do and you want to you know, talk one-on-one -on -one about your situation and you know, and, and how, how you can move forward, you know, get a hold of us, you know, yes, reach out on the, on the, reach out on the, on the telegram channel as well. The, the homeschooling telegram barge channel, because, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's why it's, that's what it's there for is for questions and for us to help each other. Yes. Um, and you can email me, send me a message. Um, my email address is the casting lots podcast at gmail.com. Um, I will answer any questions that I can, or at least try to direct you into, the, you know, some place to find those answers. There's just so much online, you know, so many resources and um, it just so many people, you know, to, to help each other out. And that's really what it comes down to is we're here for the children and, you know, any way that we can help, let me know, you know, um, I'm able and willing, and I just highly encourage people to start pulling their kids from these, these indoctrination camps because there's really no other word for them um there's not. And, not. no and, and it can be done you know i'm a mom of four i was going to school full-time teaching my kids and, and trying to keep a home together and you know um it's not easy i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna sugarcoat it and say it's easy because you know, i'm a single dad I'm, I'm a single dad and i worked full-time and was able to you know with my with my middle schooler to do it so um we're on funky and are on both ends of the spectrum Absolutely. And, you know, you can have um, family help you out if, if you can, or, you know, there's always a way that's just, if you have a will to want to do it, there will be a way the way will show it's it, it, to you. Um, but, you know, me, I pray on everything. God, show me what you need me to do. Guide me, you know, let me know. Um, because I'm lost right now. And I know a lot of people, it sounds so cliche, but I'm telling you, once I truly found my faith and I started listening to what God was telling me, my entire life changed. And 
I honestly, I cannot complain. I'm stress-free. I don't worry about things. I know that if things don't work out the way that I plan them to work out, it wasn't meant to be. And once you learn to accept that, it's like easy breezy. I mean, of course we've got our days, don't get me wrong, but um, you're, that's why everything I do now with my kids, everything is based on God and faith because it has gotten me so much further than just my own knowledge, my own, you know, what I thought I knew. And so, um, that's just another thing. I, I highly encourage it. And if you're, you've got questions about your faith, there are so many in the Bards family that will be more than willing to help you out with that. You know, I know we live in crazy times and there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, but if you want to know more about God or where to get started, or you've got questions about your faith, come to us and we will help you. I promise you we'll do what we can. So, um, we we're right at seven o'clock. So I, um, thank you so much, Jason, for, for coming on here. I sincerely appreciate it. And you had a lot of great knowledge and I really do hope that we can reach people with this message. You betcha. Yeah. Um, I, it, was, it was a pleasure being on buggy. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And hopefully we'll have you back on sometime soon. Whenever I know you're busy, but whenever you've got the time, we'd love to have you back on. Any all right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and close us in a prayer and I'm going to go eat my enchiladas. So if you would just bow your heads. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you again for being here with us tonight, Lord, and for guiding us and leading us. Lord, I know that um, we just live in crazy times and you told us that the path to you would be narrow and it would not be easy. And so, Lord, we just ask you to give us the patience and the guidance and just the know-how to, to just get through these hard times, Lord, um, with all the evil that's surrounding us, it sometimes seems overwhelming, but we know that through you and through our faith, we can get through anything, you know, with your son, Jesus Christ, all things are possible. And you've shown many of us that in these, these crazy days that we live in, Lord. Um, I just ask that anybody that's hearing this message who is on the fence about homeschooling their kids or who has worries or, you know, how am I going to be able to do this? That you show them the way, Lord, that you guide them and you help them accomplish what they know needs to be done, Lord. Our children are just these amazing people and we need to raise them up right, Lord. And we know that there is a great awakening happening. We can all feel it and we see it every day, Lord. And we ask that you just be with our children, even those that are stuck in these public schools, Lord. Please open their eyes to everything that's going on, Lord. Um, we just ask that you look after everybody here, Lord, whoever's struggling or sick or hurting, Lord, or who even has questions about their faith, that you just guide them to, to us or to whoever that can help them, Lord. Um, let us be your messengers um, and just be with us and guide us through everything that we do in this life. And in your son, Jesus Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you all so much for being here with us. And Jason, again, anytime you want to come on, we'd love to have you. Um, and I just hope that you all have a great night and God bless you all. God bless. Since a formula bottle Desensitized Everything we knew about our problems And now we're all roaming the land Saying how did this big lie start It's time to put our faith in Him Cause it's gone too far Oh, I believe He died for me and for everyone Anything can be achieved When you count on God Who's gonna take the lead By putting their life on line Who's gonna show the children What is wrong and what is right Who's gonna take the lead By putting their life on line Christ 
Washes every sin by the minute The sheep are blind All because their mind is a prison And now they're all roaming the land Saying how did this big lie start It's time they put their faith in him Cause it's gone too far Oh I believe he died for me And for everyone Anything can be achieved When you count on God Who's gonna take the lead By putting their life on line Who's gonna show the children What is near, what is right Who's gonna take the lead By putting their life on line Who's gonna show the children What is wrong and what is right Putting their life on the line Who's gonna show the children What is wrong and what is right He's gonna take the This is the Casting Lots podcast.